A spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Mookie Betts. Right. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I ain't even need to have. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And the This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Thursday. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, 71-33 and 33 on this season. First place all alone atop the NL West. They've got an 11-and-a-half game lead in the division. After starting this road trip by taking three of four against the Colorado Rockies, the Dodgers have now won three straights against the Giants, and today they go for the sweep in San Francisco. Clayton Kershaw on the mound in the series finale. First pitch from Oracle Park in San Francisco is coming up at 1245. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We're going to dive deeper into this pitching matchup. In 30 minutes, your chance to win season passes, possibly, in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. David Vasse will check in with us. We'll go down to the field and check in with Kirsten Watson in just a couple of minutes. We'll also head out to the booth and check in with Rick Monday and Tim Neverd in just a few minutes. Well, last night in San Francisco, welcome to the big leagues, Miguel Vargas, says Urias, won again as well. Julio Urias snubbed for the All-Star game, and he seems to be taking it out on the rest of the National League. The Dodger left-hander got the start last night, six shutout innings. He scattered seven hits along the way while striking out six. Didn't walk a batter. He was unreal on the mound last night, while the Dodgers' offense gave him some run support that he needed. In the second, the Dodgers got after giant starter Alex Cobb, traced Thompson, a leadoff walk. Two batters later, Miguel Vargas. 2-2. Swung on and hit in the air to the gap in right center field and deep. This ball back. It is off the warning track and over the wall for a double. And Thompson will come in to score. So the first major league at bat for Miguel Vargas. He hits it to the deepest part of the yard. Gets a ground rule double and a run batted in. Welcome to the show, Miguel Vargas. RBI double for Miguel Vargas in his first at-bat in the big leagues. It's a hit. What does he do for an encore? He stole third. And we were talking about that dimension, too, in right center. Now Vargas heads for third, and Bart can't make a throw. It's a stolen base. Bart had his left leg extended again, not in any kind of throwing position whatsoever, and Vargas just took advantage. RBI double, that he steals third, catching Joey Bart sleeping, but he gets stuck at third as Altman and Barnes both struck out to end the inning. In the fourth, the Dodgers added to their lead. Max Muncy a leadoff single. Trace Thompson walked. Two batters later, really? Miguel Vargas again? I love the fact that Vargas in the very next pitch after he got the second base broke for third. He swings, hits a ground ball sharply to Davis, and at the plate, Muncy safe. 
Wentzley going on contact. Comes home on a broken back ground to the third. Davis came home with it. And Muncy slides. He's called safe. Miguel Vargas with the infield single. Muncy scoring on the play. Vargas two hits. Two RBIs in his first game as the Dodgers were up two to nothing. The lead would stay that way until the seventh. When Mookie Betts tacked on one more, a sack flight to right. That scored James Outman. The Dodgers were up three to nothing. Julio Urias went the six shutout innings after that. Evan Phillips, a scoreless seventh. Yancy Almonsi, a scoreless eighth. Craig Kimbrell got the ninth. He would load the bases, but get out of it. Dodgers go on and beat the Giants 3 to nothing. Julio Urias to win his 11th of the season, the eighth consecutive decision that he's won. Dodgers have now won four straight. They are 6-1 and one on this road trip, and today, a chance to sweep the Giants in San Francisco with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. And with more, let's head up to Oracle Park as we welcome in Tim Neverett and Rick Monday. Guys! Thank you very much, Tim. It is shaping up to be a really, really nice afternoon here in San Francisco at Oracle Park as the Dodgers and the Giants get set to wrap up this four-game series. And the Dodgers will try to do something they haven't done since Rick Monday was in uniform in 1977 when they swept the Giants in a four-game series in San Francisco. It has been a long time since the Dodgers have done it. They've had opportunities and have come up short in the past, but we're looking at a four-game series sweep if they can win today. Not easy to do to win four in a row. The Dodgers uh, came close in Denver. They took three out of four to begin this eight-game two-city road trip, but uh, this Dodger ball club, Tim, I mean, they just continue to roll right along. They've been victorious now in 26 of the last 31 ball games. It'd be nice to get that victory today so the Dodgers can go into the record books so you could have, well, let's see. They could sweep the series, four-game series in Oracle Park. And the last time they were able to do it in Candlestick Park, fortunately, Candlestick is long gone. Yes, Steve Garvey and Ron Say combined for eight extra base hits and 18 RBIs in that series. I know you were a contributor offensively as well. But we're here in 2022, and the Dodgers need to take care of business. Best record in Major League Baseball at 71 and 33. Clayton Kershaw going against Jacob Junis today and we get to see the debut of Joey Gallo in a Dodger uniform. Yeah we'll see Gallo in left field and what about the uh, the major league start again uh, a youngster comes on Miguel Vargas was the uh, the latest to check in hang his head at the big leagues and all he did was double in a run his very first at bat in the big leagues and he liked it so much came up with an RBI infield single his second at bat so Vargas will not be starting in today's game however James Outman is going to start again we had a home run in his first major league at bat. They're coming in Denver against the Rockies. And for Outman, will bat ninth and be the designated hitter. You mentioned with Joey Gallo. I, I think that for Joey Gallo, this is a chance to really kind of reset the zero, the odometer, if you will. And uh, I know Dave Roberts had a long talk with him. The hitting coaches have had a long talk with him. And uh, Joey Gallo was very honest. He said, look, for me, I need a fresh start. And maybe a change of venue is going to do exactly that for him and for the Dodgers. Yeah, from all indications, his experience with the Yankees was not optimum for him. And he is hoping coming back closer to home. His home is Las Vegas. But playing closer to home in Los Angeles will really turn things around for him. And is it going to make a difference in the National League? You know, the, the leagues are not that far apart now. 
uh, umpires uh, umpire all the different both le the leagues um, and the strike zone used to be there was a disparity as far as the height of the strike zone or the the low part of the strike zone that's gone to the wayside but familiarity with pitchers and what that record book is as far as the mental picture that Gallo has against pitchers in the National League now we're going to find out but indeed this is a, a chance for a fresh start for Gallo and the Dodgers really need him to step forward and step forward in a big way. Seven straight wins against the Giants the last time they won eight in a row in a single season was 1979 they did win eight in a row more recently across two seasons 2006 and 2007 but in a single season you have to go back to 1979. Flags are still at half staff in honor of Vin Scully here in San Francisco. It should be a great afternoon for a ball game. Dodgers and Giants wrapping up this four game set. Tim. All right. Thank you guys. Dodgers hoping for the sweep in San Francisco brought to you by City of Hope, a world renowned research and treatment center for cancer, diabetes and other life threatening diseases. Still to come here on Dodgers and Deck, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll check in with David Vasse. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. Up next, so we'll check in with Kirsten Watson on the field at Oracle Park as we lead you up to first pitch on this Thursday. Dodgers and Giants from San Francisco. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. It's Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Giants on this Thursday afternoon. Clayton Kershaw and Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup. First pitch from San Francisco, set for 12:45. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Brought to you by Cars for Kids. Now be a great time to clean out the garage and donate that old car to Cars for Kids. See how easy it is by donating online at carsforkids.org or call them at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's Cars with a K. First, James Altman does what he does in Colorado in his Major League debut. And last night, Kirsten, it was Miguel Vargas' turn. It sure was. Like, he had two hits yesterday, two RBI. It was fantastic. Ahead of the game, you could just see in his, he was so excited. He was about to make his childhood dream come true. I mean, a dream that he had, that his family had for him. So, uh, it was really special for him. And you, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, after his first hit, he kind of looked up and saw his family and to share the moment with them it meant it meant the world to them they were so excited his mom his dad it was funny during like every <laughs> it just looked like they were uh they were so nervous and so anxious and then right after they'd be able to breathe right after it and uh but it was incredibly special uh for the entire family and truly a day that people literally never forget no doubt about it. Not in the lineup today is Miguel Vargas as the Dodgers are facing a right-hander. But they do load up with left-handed bats, including Joey Gallo, who's making his Dodger debut. Yes, he is. So yesterday he arrived here in San Francisco with the team. I had on his Dodger blue. Talked to the media about, you know, this is a – he knew that with the trade deadline coming, that, you know, his time with the Yankees was likely going to be coming to an end. And – actually kind of teased he was like yeah you know i had grown out my beard so i'd be ready um so he does have the beard back um but he, he's excited about this opportunity and working with the hitting coaches here you know obviously his time in new york did not go as expected and 
he's hoping that he can turn things around. He still feels, you know, confident, whether it's playing in the outfield, running the bases, things like that. Just being an overall baseball player now, it's just getting the hitting back to where he wants it to be. And he had had a conversation with Dave Roberts yesterday ahead of the game. And the original plan was thinking, like, you know, maybe they'll kind of ease into it. Um, but when we spoke to Dave yesterday, he was like, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll ease into it, but maybe we'll get him out there tomorrow. <laughs> and tomorrow is now today, and he is starting in left field. So uh, the conversation last night must have been like, all right, you ready? <laughs> well, the Dodgers will finish up the road trip today. Hopefully a happy flight back to Los Angeles. And what awaits them is a huge three-game series against the Padres. There's no chance this Dodgers team right now before this Giants game is maybe peeking ahead a little bit to this weekend series? I think ever since the trade deadline and the Padres acquiring Juan Soto, Josh Bell, uh, Brandon Drury, all of that, since that happened, Mm-hmm. They've always had. They've been keeping a little <laughs> extra eye over there, uh, so I think they're excited to uh, to have the Padres at Dodger Stadium to show them who really owns Southern California. Well, first things first, need to take care of business today with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Kirsten, great stuff. We'll check in with you after the game today. We'll coming up here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. We'll preview this pitching matchup with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. We'll check in with David Vasse. We'll hear from the Dodger skipper Dave Roberts. We'll get you an injury report as well when we come back. Leading you up to first pitch on this Thursday. Dodgers and Giants first pitch set from 1245 in San Francisco. I'm Tim Cates. Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Giants, Clayton Kershaw and Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup on this Thursday. First pitch coming up at 1245. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Justin Turner on the IL with the abdominal strain. Bruce Dark Gratterall on the IL with the right shoulder inflammation. Chris Taylor on the IL with that fractured left foot. He's in AAA Oklahoma City on a rehab assignment. Walker Bueller hoping to be back by September. Edwin Rios working his way back at Camelback Ranch. Blake Trident continues to throw simulated games, working his way back from the 60-day IL, as is Tommy Canely. Dustin May in AAA Oklahoma City pitched last night on a rehab assignment. Victor Gonzalez, Danny Duffy also trying to work their way back off the IL the second half of the season because of arm injuries. Let's head back up to San Francisco as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. All right, Dave, uh, with Joey Gallo, yesterday you had told us you had a thought that he could be in the lineup today. He sure is. Uh, What went into that decision and feeling that he's ready to go? Well, I think it's one of those things, just in talking to him, um, kind of getting over the travel, getting situated, uh, being ready to go for a day game and kind of a normal routine. Uh, he hadn't played in a while, so um, so just to kind of get him back there, uh, get his feet under him as far as a game played, um, we felt we both felt good about that. So I'm excited to get him out there. How much are you looking forward to him working with Robert Vinskoyak and the relationship that they can build and as he is on this journey of bettering his at-bats and finding where he wants to be at the plate? I I think there's a really good opportunity, and the most important part is uh, Joey's open to it um, and understanding that there's there's some things that we can clean up uh, to make him the player that he could be and should be and wants to be. Um, so our hitting guys, Robert Brownie and then uh, Aaron Bates is with CT right now. He'll be back. 
and uh, that three-head monster um, is going to kind of put some stuff together and also with our performance guy Brandon McDaniel seeing some things with his body how it moves so to kind of put those things together I think there's a really good opportunity again is it more mechanical or approach with him um, more mechanical more mechanical I think uh, Joey's got a great approach understands what part of the zone he's really good at um, but the way his body's working um, don't allow for the mechanics to be the way they should be. So um, I think in this particular case, it's uh, largely mechanical. And it's something that's changed like, from when like, they went back and looked at like, the film of him in Texas? Or, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. And so, again, it just goes back to doing what he, his body will allow him to do, um, being the player that he was uh, and, and can be. And I think that there's more in there as far as not just the power where it, it's 80 raw power, but I think that hit tool, there's more in there too. He admitted like he's kind of a strange, unique kind of player, even when he's going right. I mean, how different is that to acclimate to, just understanding that he has some different idiosyncrasies than different hitters? Well, I, I think he's unique in the sense that he's very big, he's got long levers, um, and that leads to some inconsistencies, uh, certainly when you're talking about swing and miss. Um, but I still believe that you know, just because you've always been up and down and, and hitters say streaky, I, I think that, you know, when you can kind of tap into the hit tool, that kind of prevents some of the streakiness. So I, I do believe that we can kind of, you know, get better at that as well. Dave, Will Smith back in the lineup today. Do you feel like he's reset after the last couple of days from the bumps and bruises from Denver? I, I think so. Um, you know, I wanted to get odds and some you know, some consistent at-bats. He went back-to-back, I think, maybe for the first time this year. So I think that was good for Austin. Uh, but to give Will just a complete off day was uh, was good for body, mind. And um, to get him in there today, come in fresh with a day game, I think that's that was good. Good plan. I know he has youth on his side, but he does play a demanding position. I know you've talked about load management for certain pitchers and players. Is it important to keep that load management going for him so he's fresh for October it is it is and I talk to Will every day as far as how he's feeling and so um, I have used him obviously with the DH more in the DH spot to get his body get his bat in there Um, and he's reassured me that you know when he is DHing it's still he still considers it uh, his body is not taxed that day Uh, so then I just got to kind of weigh out you know, having his bat in there versus just completely off. And yesterday I just felt that an off day was needed. But, yeah, with Will being mindful of playing through October is, is important. All right, there's Dave Roberts down in the dugout brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vaste, get you all the latest as we lead you up to first pitch from San Francisco, Dodgers and Giants. I'm Tim Cates of the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Giants, Clayton Kershaw, Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup from San Francisco. First pitch set for 1245. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, Dave, today a new Dodger in the lineup and Joey Gallo. Yeah, Joey Gallo gets his first start as a Dodger. It will be in left field with James Outman as the DH. And 
the Dodgers are starting to identify how they can help Joey Gallo at the plate. And it's not approach, according to Dave Roberts. It's more mechanical. And Dodgers uh, strength coach and one of the strength coaches, uh, Brandon McDaniel, he's a guy that can observe how a player's body works in the batter's box or in the field. And they feel like it's mechanics with Joey Gallo and they feel like they can help him. And Joey Gallo met with the media yesterday before the game, and we asked him how is he going to find a way to rediscover the Joey Gallo that was an all-star in Texas. I don't know how difficult it will be, but just even having the conversations with the coaches so far and with Dave Roberts, um, you know, just that's all they want me to do is just be, be myself and play my game and, and just be an athlete, um, which I take pride in being. Um, and, you know, things will work out the way they will. So um, I think they're going to help me get back to that and get back to just being myself. And, uh, you know, I'm a strange player, unique player, I guess, but, um, you know, I'm a player that can help a team win. I know that. So uh, that's, that's really my only focus right now. It's not about numbers or, uh, you know, how many home runs am I going to hit while I'm here. It's just about winning a ring and, and how many games can I help the Dodgers win. Joey Gallo also added that he's not a one-dimensional player. Yes, uh, obviously a lot of focus on what he has or hasn't done at the plate in his career, but he is a gold glove outfielder and he also is a very good base runner. So he wants to try to help the Dodgers win, not just at the plate, but in those other areas as well. Dave, one guy that has really been key for this Dodgers team as of late has been Evan Phillips. Whenever he's been called upon, Dave, he seems to go out there and get the job done. Yeah, it's not just of late. It's this season. 42 appearances now, and last night came into the seventh inning with the bases loaded and nobody out and was able to put out another fire for the Dodgers. He has 50 strikeouts and only 11 walks and 42 innings pitched this year. He has been the most valuable Dodger reliever, hands down, considering the injury to Blake Trinan. He has filled that role and has done uh, just as much as Blake Trinan did last year. And I caught up with a couple of his bullpen mates as they were coming off the field today. Phil Bickford, and that bullpen is very close. And uh, I caught up with Phil Bickford and Alex Vesia. Here's what Bickford had to say about Evan Phillips. Evan Phillips is the man. I mean, I've uh, been a big fan of his since the first day I met him. Um, Starts with being a great teammate, great person. And um, when you add that he's nasty on the mound too, it just <laughs> makes it super cool. I'm I'm very happy for him. He uh, just wants to help the team win, and you can see it when he goes out there. So nasty Tim and his demeanor never changes he's very even keeled and that's part of the reason why he's been so successful Alex Vesia on the other hand feeds off his emotions and I asked him about Evan Phillips as well he's a stone cold killer no yeah that's our guy I mean I felt like he did a great job last year yeah. I felt like you know with the coaching staff and everything like that he's taken all of their advice and ran with it so it's very fun to watch. He's absolutely disgusting, and <laughs> the guy's just doing it, right? And I think that he's understanding the process from catch play to the mound, mound to the game. Um, shoot, I'm, I'm learning from him as we speak in regards to process with different grips and, and 
sights and all that stuff. So we're definitely, even though we're different personalities, we, we feed off of each other. And so does everybody else in that bullpen. Evan Phillips, the MVP of that bullpen this season. Dave is brought to you by Ford now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales event. Rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You'll not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer today. All right, Dave, Dustin May had another outing in AAA Oklahoma City last night. What's the plan for him? Yeah, last night he went four innings, Tim, and had six strikeouts, which was very encouraging. His stuff is as good as it was 15 months ago before he had Tommy John surgery. But the Dodgers um, have a full rotation right now, and there's no urgency to rush Dustin May. So the plan is to have him make at least two more rehab starts for Oklahoma City, and then they'll evaluate where he's going to be. Dave Roberts was asked about expectations from the fans about Dustin May and what he's going to bring to the team the ball club does not have those same expectations they're not asking him to throw a complete game shutout the very first time he comes back or any point in time this season what they're looking for is for Dustin May to come back and get outs and give the Dodgers some innings not only the rest of the regular season when he comes back but more importantly, when they get into October, he's going to be a big weapon for them in some capacity. All right, Dave, great stuff. Looking forward to your conversation with Will Clark coming up in about 15 minutes. All right, Dodger fans, I need three contestants, 866-987-2570. It's time for the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Predict the player in the inning. The most thrilling play will happen today between the Dodgers and Giants. And if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Round. 866-987-2570. Dodgers and Giants first pitch at 1245. I'm Tim Cates. This Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers in San Francisco as they go for the sweep of the Giants. Clayton Kershaw on the mound. First pitch coming up at 1245. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world and the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, our three contestants ready to go. Gary is first up. Gary, what's your guess? Joey Gallo in the seventh. Joey Gallo in the seventh inning. Good luck to you, Gary. Corey is our next contestant. Corey, what is your guess? Let's go Mookie in the third. Mookie Betts in the third inning. All right, good luck to you, Corey. Chris is our third and final contestant. Chris, welcome. What's your guess? Mookie Betts in the sixth. Mookie Betts in the sixth inning. All right, good luck to you, Chris, Corey, and Gary. Our three contestants today in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Remember to conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else, Six Flags Magic Mountain. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. As we're leading you up to first pitch from San Francisco, Dodgers and Giants. First pitch set for 1245. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. 
Dodgers and Giants, Clayton Kershaw, Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup. Dodgers going for the four-game sweep at Oracle Park. First pitch coming up at 1245. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos, the triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come, we'll hear from Will Clark, giant great. We'll also get you the keys to the game and dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger... Rick Monday. Rick, the Dodgers are looking to sweep the Giants in San Francisco in a four-game series for the first time since your Dodgers in July of 1977. Well, if they can go ahead and put it together, as we were fortunate enough to do so many years ago, it is a nice feeling to leave town and knowing that you have swept a four-game series. Something that's not easy to do at all. I do, however, like the chances with Mr. Kershaw on the mound today. He does very well in this ballpark. You notice. <laughs> yeah, he likes he does pretty, gear. He does pretty well in other ballparks, too. He certainly does. And he's bouncing back from, I would say, a couple of below-par starts uh, for his level. And it's always determined by the feel of his slider. Yeah, well, the, the slider, he throws at a higher percentage than any other pitch. And for those that may not be aware of it, Clayton Kershaw, in his storied career, has made 46 starts against the San Francisco Giants. What about his record? It's 23 wins and 11 losses. But here's the thing that really gets you. The ERA in those 46 career starts, an unbelievable just 1.69 earn run average. I know you have to play the game, Rick, but this lineup the Giants are sending out there today is not exactly murderer's row for Kershaw to be able to get through. Well, at least on paper, but the game is not played on paper as we have found that out. Joey Gallo is going to make his Dodger debut. He will be in left field, and uh, James Outman gets yet another start. He will be the designated hitter in today's game. It's been rather interesting, has it not, uh, with some of the rookies, uh, the two in particular that have made their, their Dodger debuts, and yesterday it was Miguel Vargas with uh, family in hand here at the ballpark. <laughs> If he'd been at the ballpark, he would have had a home run, as Outman did in his first Major League bat, but he happened to pick the wrong spot where it's 415 feet away from home plate. Had the RBI double, uh, Vargas did in his first Major League bat, and then was credited with a base hit the next time. I thought it was a, a fielder's choice, but they credited with a base hit. A base hit's a base hit, a base hit. It also impressed me that he stole third base after that yeah. RBI double. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because we hear so much about the young players. And the other part that I really liked is the fact that they did not get uh, just all of a sudden brain lock. And by that, I'm talking about the overwhelming feeling that most of us, <laughs> those of us that are mortals, uh, have when you all of a sudden get the call up to the big league level. Um, it, it, they, they appear, at least on the outside, both Outman and then Vargas yesterday, to be calm, cool, and collective, at least on the outside. I don't know what's going on inside. But it does help to have uh, calm nerves, and, and that's what it appears to be, at least at this particular point. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Want to run something by you, Rick? You've basically lived your entire life. Slow it down, pal, because I can't catch it up, really. <laughs> There's, you've lived your whole life by a batting cage. Yeah. And yesterday I was close enough to the batting cage to hear the sound of the crack of the bat, mm -hmm. and it sounded different when the ball came off the bat of James Outman and Miguel Vargas. Yeah. Is that something tangible, or is that yes. just something? Yes, and it's not just the bat, and it's not just the ball. It's the guy that's swinging the bat most oftentimes. Um, it's interesting you bring that up, because a number of years ago, uh, and we're going back a considerable period of time, when uh, Gene Walk was the manager of the, uh, of the Angels, 
uh, I was covering the sports for uh, Channel 11, anchoring the sports, and, and I flew to Arizona to do uh, a piece on the Angels, and I was talking to Gene Mock. Mock was holding court with some reporters behind the batting gauge. There was a group of six different players that were taking batting practice. His back, Gene Mock's back, was turned towards uh, the batting cage, right? He was able to tell the guys that he was talking to who it was that was hitting the ball by the sound of the bat wow. hitting the ball. So uh, it, I, I think it does mean a lot. And uh, we, we've, in fact, Chris Taylor uh, wound up uh, in a rehab, hit two home runs. We have commented a lot that when he hits the ball, there's a certain sound off the bat that maybe you don't hear from, from other players. Bat speed, I think, is the one thing. So it was a good pickup on your point that you, you did notice a different sound off the bat of a couple of, of hitters that uh, you happen to be in the cage. Were you able to sneak in the cage yourself? I was not. I was told to get away from the cage. Yeah, because I have a feeling the sound <laughs> off, off of your swing would be like more of a thud. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. Rick Joey Gallo also put on a show yesterday during batting practice. We know he can hit when he makes contact. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge. I, I wonder, David, if this is not a refreshing moment for Joey Gallo. Uh, if you look at the ability over the years, because um, I've heard some some glowing things, quite frankly, about him. Uh, and when you're getting positive notes from someone that had really struggled in his time with the New York Yankees, struggled offensively, but he never lost the desire to work hard, to be a team player, and to take responsibility. And he would talk to people. Say, yes, I've, I've had a bad year. That takes a lot to stand up and say, hey, look, yes, I, I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm still working and, and trying to to earn things and work things out. I, I, I hope that this is a new beginning for, for Joey Gallo. Yeah, same here. And uh, the beard is already starting to grow back. And the one thing that he mentioned yesterday in the dugout to keep in mind today, he hasn't played in a game in over a week because <laughs> yeah. the Yankees weren't playing him. Yeah, you know it's really strange now? We're getting scatter reports on beards. <laughs> You're clean shaven, a great Marine right here. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to. You know, if you're going to attention, the last thing you want is your DI coming up and say, hey, what are you doing here, Maureen? Some days I don't want to shave, especially on a day game after a night game, but I hear your voice in my head, and I know you're going to be inspecting me. <laughs> you need to bring an electric razor to the ballpark <laughs> just in case. But, yeah, but it is nice. So now we're getting scouting reports on beards. Anything you need, Rick. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check in with you and Tim a little bit oh, later. Oh, nice to you. Look, yeah, nice Glad to, to brighten your morning. Oh, that's what you call it. <laughs> Tim, we'll send it back to you. All right, thanks, guys. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll get you a preview of this pitching matchup. As Dave mentioned, Rick and Tim will be back with the keys to the game. But up next, Dave's going to go high and tight with Will Clark. It's the Dodgers and Giants on this Thursday. First pitch at 1245. I'm Tim Cates. Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Giants final game of this four game series in San Francisco. Dodgers going for the sweep then head home to take on the San Diego Padres. Clayton Kershaw, Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup still to come. We'll get to the keys to the game. We'll also dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. 
It's Kershaw Day in San Francisco, and it's fitting that we're joined by the man that inspired Clayton Kershaw to wear jersey number 22. He just was celebrated here in San Francisco over the weekend. Number 22 no longer will be worn by any other San Francisco giant because of Will the Thrill Clark. Awesome to be here with you. Well, thank you so much, David. It's quite an honor to be here uh, to know that, you know, Mr. Kershaw is going to take the mound with 22 out there. It's pretty, uh, pretty fitting. Uh, it looks really good on him. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for the Giants for retiring my jersey here in San Francisco. Clayton's not only a great pitcher, but the work ethic that he shows on a daily basis and the intensity he shows reminds me of Will Clark. <laughs> you know, the, the thing that I love about Clayton and watching him work is he works specifically to go out there on a the mound and compete. And when you see an athlete, and you, you stand back and you look at him, when you see an athlete that's like that, you really get to appreciate how really good he is. And, uh, you know, not only is he a, a great competitor and athlete in his own right, he's a great man too. How well do you know him? I know him fairly well. Uh, we've had a chance to talk throughout the years, especially, you know, when he got to the big leagues and all that. Um, you know, I, I sent him a jersey, a signed jersey and a signed bat and stuff like that. His wife did a favor for him. Awesome. Um, so I surprised him with that. But then not only that, it's just to, you know, being part of the giant Dodger rivalry and him being right in the middle of it, you know, every waking second. It's, it's pretty special to watch. Will Clark is our guest just in front of first pitch between the Dodgers and Giants. With your jersey number being retired, Will, it gives everybody a chance to reflect on your great career with the Giants and in your major league career. Do you feel like people may now start to look at what you did and maybe appreciate it a little bit more? You know, we were, we were kind of talking about it. You know, when, when I was here on the West Coast, uh, you know, it was way before social media and stuff like that. It was before the Central Division. It was before the wild card. And so, you know, it was basically East and West. And so, you know, people on the East Coast really didn't get a chance to watch us play too much unless you stayed up till 2 in the morning, you know. And so, you know, I was kind of a, a West Coast type of guy. But here in San Francisco, uh, the organization had been floundering for a few years. And myself and Robbie Thompson, later on Matt Williams, Kevin Mitchell, we came up through the ranks and kind of turned this whole thing around. And, you know, the, the world championships that we won in the, in the 2000s were a direct result of us getting this organization turned around. So, you know, to see my jersey up there on the board next to Willie Mays and Monty Irvin and everybody else, it's like unbelievable the company that I'm in. Trust me, Will, growing up in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, Dodger Giants in the 80s and early 90s was an epic rivalry, and Vince Scully was the soundtrack of that rivalry. You're not kidding. And, uh, you know, Vince Scully, not only a, a class act as a human being, as a wonderful gentleman, but, you know, I mean, a Hall of Famer when it comes to making other people look good. You know, needless to say, he was he's did it quite a while for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But then also he would do, you know, playoff games yeah. and stuff like that. So he called uh, my game, you know, in 1989 against the Cubs and, and, you know, had some great things to say. And so he not only made the Los Angeles Dodgers proud, but he made everybody in baseball proud because of how he talked about their athletes. 
Will, at that time, Vin would come on the field a lot more than he did the last four or five years of his career. How well did you get to know Vin Scully? I got to know Mr. Vin very well. He'd come out and he'd ask questions and stuff like that. And that's where, you know, I got to tell you about, you know, how great of a person he was. Because, you know, when you had a chance to talk to him on the field, not only see what he could do in the broadcast booth, but when you had a chance to talk to him on the field, you wound you wound up walking away and going, my God, that's a great man. And that's that's Vin Scully. I mentioned how heated that those games were between the Dodgers and Giants. Did Will Clark, the San Francisco Giant, appreciate Vin because he played it down the line? You know what? I did. Uh, because, you know, I mean, you know, as ball players, you know, yeah, we're going to play the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're in our division, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, you get up for those games. But at the same time, it's 162 games. You know, I got to play the Pirates and everybody else, too. And Vin was, like I said, true professional. Not only did he call it for the Dodgers, he called it for the Giants, or he called it for the Braves, or whoever it might be, and it was very fair with everybody. And because of that reason, he was loved by everybody. When you share and watch your home run in the 89 NLCS against the Cubs, does it make it even more special because Vin is the soundtrack to that moment? Exactly. And, you know, they've played it here in San Francisco especially last night and they played it again today I had a chance to listen to it and you know for me personally going through the moment it was made even more special knowing that the great person and the Hall of Famer made that call and uh, you know listening to Vin you know it just brings back great memories. Well, it's great speaking to you, Will. You've meant so much to the Dodger-Giant rivalry. I'm so happy for you to be celebrated the way you were with your jersey retirement. And after everything that you said, I'm sure Vin Scully was smiling when he <laughs> saw Will the Thrill Clark have 22 retired. Well, I greatly appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Uh, I, I, I wish all my prayers and condolences go out to the Scully family because I got a chance to know you know some of those individuals too as well. And uh, you know, for all of the Dodger fans out there, you know, enjoy Clayton. Kershaw going out on a mound and continuing this unbelievable rivalry. No doubt. 22 day. Great to catch up with the original 22. Thanks a lot for the time. It's my pleasure, David. Thank you so much. There he is, Tim, the man. Will the Thrill Clark. We'll send it back to you. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Great to hear Will Clark still to come here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. We'll get to the keys to the game, but I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. It's Kershaw Day in San Francisco. From 122, Will Clark, to another 22, and Clayton Kershaw. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Giants. Final game from San Francisco. First pitch coming up at 1245. And now. Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Clayton Kershaw sure makes it look easy. 7-3 and three at the 266 ERA. The 34-year-old left-hander making his 15th start this year. Twice this season, he's taken a perfect game deep into a game. Last time out, five and a third innings, five runs, eight hits, three strikeouts, and a loss to the Rockies. He's looking to turn things around after the all-star break two starts a combined nine runs he has given up his third start against the giants this season after a loss in june and allowing four runs in july against them he is 24 and 15 with a sub two era in his career 
against the San Francisco Giants. He is facing Jacob Junis, who is 4-2 at the 278 ERA, a 29-year-old right-hander. He's in his sixth season in the big leagues. He spent five years with the Kansas City Royals, where he was an opener, he was a reliever, he was a starter, kind of did it all for Kansas City. Now in his first year with the Giants, he's a starter. Last time out, four shutout innings against the Cubs. He allowed five hits while striking out four but got a no decision for his effort. He got a win in his lone start against the Dodgers this year back on June 10th at Oracle Park. He threw five innings, allowed just two runs on five hits while striking out five. So it's Clayton Kershaw, Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup, Dodgers and Giants. We are 15 minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game with Rick and Tim are next. I'm Tim Cates, Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Giants on this Thursday afternoon. The Dodgers ending an eight game road trip where they won three of four in Denver against the Rockies. They've won three straight here against the San Francisco Giants as the Dodgers look to get the four game sweep. Clayton Kershaw, Jacob Junis, the pitching matchup. First pitch from San Francisco is coming up at 1245. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Special shout out to Dr. Andy Chang in urology. Great guy, great doctor. All right, let's head back out to the booth at Oracle Field and check in with Tim and Rick. Guys? Thanks, Tim, very much. The key to this one, Clayton Kershaw pitching away from Coors Field. He just doesn't seem to like Coors Field, but he does like pitching here in San Francisco. He has had a great run here. 169 ERA in his previous 46 career starts. He's 23 and 11 against the Giants at the Giants' home, and six and one in his 12 starts outside of Coors Field. He's 0-2 there in Denver, but but here in San Francisco. Clayton Kershaw has had much greater success. Yeah, and for Kershaw getting the start, uh, as you mentioned, 46 starts career against the San Francisco Giants. This is a different look. This is not really a murderer's row that the Giants are putting out. They've had a lot of injuries. No question about that. They've not played particularly well. They're three games below the 500 mark. But that being said, uh, for Kershaw, he holds his own to begin with. I mean, the ERA just over 2.6. The other part, too, is you have two guys pitching today, Tim, that have really stood tall with runners in scoring position. For Kershaw, just a 188 batting average against him when there's a scoring opportunity by the opposing team. And for Jacob Junis, uh, he went four scoreless innings last Saturday. That was against the Cubs. He's been limited. He had a no decision in that one. He had a hamstring injury that kept him out for five and a half weeks. He's still building up the pitch count. But when he's had runners in scoring position, it's even lower than Kershaw. It's 0-8-3, just three for 36 against him. The question is, how long in the game will Junis go? And if the Dodgers are going to be able to handle the slider, which he throws more often than the fastball or the changeup. So Jacob Junis and Clayton Kershaw, the pitching matchup in the finale. Giants now three games under 500 at 51 and 54. The Dodgers 11 and a half up on San Diego, 71 and 33. Justin Turner on the injured list, but we witnessed him taking some ground balls here today at Oracle Park and uh, did not seem to experience too much discomfort, at least from the outside looking in, he looked normal. Yeah, he, and it looks like he was moving around pain-free, no question about that, uh, able to throw the ball. He is scheduled, if everything goes right, he could be coming off the injured list 
next Tuesday. Uh, Dodgers get back into town tomorrow night against the San Diego Padres. Monday is off, and then the Minnesota Twins come in on Tuesday. And if all things are uh, really going forward in a nice way, Justin Turner could possibly come off the injured list then. Uh, Chris Taylor playing second base and third base in AAA last night in a rehab stint. Hit a home run on the first pitch of the ball game against Salt Lake City and uh, hit another home run later in the game. So Chris Taylor appears to be on his way back here pretty soon. That's going to be good. And for the Dodgers, they'll have some nice choices to make. Difficult choices, but nice choices when you get the horses, they get healthy, and they return. Yes, they'd have to make a roster change, but for the Dodgers, they have to go forward, put the best ball club together at that particular time. Counting you down to the first pitch, Dodgers and Giants. Dodgers going for a four-game sweep this afternoon. Tim? All right, first pitch when we come back, keeping an eye on this Padres-Rockies game that will get underway in about 20 minutes down at Petco Park. Dodgers will face off against the Padres beginning tomorrow night. A three-game series, by the way. A special tribute is being planned for the great Vin Scully for tomorrow night. So make sure get your tickets tomorrow night. Dodgers-Padres out at the Ravine. I'll have all the post-game festivities when this game is over. First pitch is next. Dodgers and Giants from San Francisco. I'm Tim Cates. has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.